We are Coleman County Schools. 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 Exceptional. Educational. Experiences. For everyone. For everyone. Every day. Every day. Every day. to another episode of Breakfast with Barnett. Uh, as, you, as you already know, we've uh, interviewed a lot of students and different people, and we actually had an author on with us last week. But uh, this week, we have a couple of our school board members, and uh, we just, I know there's a hot topic out in the community right now, and uh, a lot of people have wondered, uh, what, are our, what do our board members think about the vote that's coming up on November the 8th? So today we're here, we're going to talk a little bit about some projects that are going on at each of the schools, but we're also going to be talking about the, uh, the vote that's going to be on the ballot on November the 8th about whether we stay appointed superintendent or go back to an elected superintendent. Uh, today with me, uh, I have Kenny Brockman from Hansville, and I have Carrie Neighbors with Good Hope. Uh, if you will, just take a moment and introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about yourselves. Uh, my name is Kenny Brotman. Uh, I'm a Hansville graduate in 1983. Uh, my wife, she graduated in Hansville in 1985. Uh, she's taught at Hansville for 31 years and she just retired <coughs> last year. Uh, we have s seven kids um, and uh, I, I've always been a proud uh, to be a Hansville grad. And, uh, Got a lot of good things going on at Hansville, and I, I'm, I'm glad to be a board member and be able to serve my community. I'm Kerry Neighbors. I've been, uh, this is my fourth year, almost, we're about to complete my fourth year on, uh, on the board. I represent the Good Hope community. I uh, graduated Good Hope High School in 1998. I've got uh, four children. They've either attended Good Hope or they're attending Good Hope now. Married. I work in the private sector here locally in Coleman. <clears throat> um, you know, the schools are always, uh, they've always been a big part of my life. They're a big part of my weekends. We're at a gym or a, uh, a football field almost every weekend. And, you know, we love, um, I love Good Up. I love what we got going down there. I love where we've come from and where we're going and the direction that the, uh, the school system and the, the local schools are going. Um, We've had a lot of big things going on down there now, and I'm uh, proud to be a small part of the success of the CCBOE, and I'm just uh, grateful for the opportunity that my community gave me. So. Absolutely. Well, we are blessed, and, and I will say that um, over the last few years, we have started many projects, and we got a lot of things going on right now, and a big part of that is a supportive board. Um, you have elected these guys to uh, set the the compass for our school system and you know one of the things that a lot of people don't know unless you've been coming to our community meetings um, we just completed an updated uh, strategic plan that's going to really set the vision for our school system for the next five years and in everything all the money that we spend and the projects that we do and even down to the curriculum the instruction that we do in the classroom is all in that strategic plan to get us where we want to be uh, and, and I think where we want to be is one of the best school systems in Alabama. 
And, um, you know, one of the things uh, I, I used to tell people all the time is to be great, uh, you've got to get beyond being satisfied with being good. And, uh, and we've really done a good job over the last few years of, of really shoring up, you know, what do we do to get better? And uh, one of those areas is our facilities. You know, when I first came into this job, uh, I, I think back to it. We were talking in a community meeting last night. Uh, we wanted to upgrade our technology. We couldn't do that because we had to upgrade our electricity. Well, uh, I brought in engineers. They said we couldn't do that because we had water leaking through our roofs. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, over the last six years, we we spent almost ten million dollars replacing roofs across yeah. our school system. And we we as a board we joke sometimes because people don't notice when we put a million dollar roof on something. And and but we go and pave a parking lot and they get excited about that. But but those are, those are some of the things that a board has to do. And these gentlemen here have to make decisions about you know, what's best for kids. And, and they've really supported me as we've done that. Right now at Good Hope, we are, uh, we're adding a new middle school gym, uh, office complex, and a library. And uh, when they built that school, I, I think it was almost 20 years ago, uh, they didn't even have an office. They're using classroom space for offices. And, and that school's growing so much, now they're having to, they need those classrooms. So as we build this office space and this new library and gym, they'll be able to use that other space for classroom. And, yeah. and it's also going to free up space in the high school because, that's right. Um, you know, the, currently the middle school library is, is what we all know as the high school library. So yeah. the high school is going to get that back and um, you know, it's going to be better for uh, testing, for meetings, for... Uh, well, general purpose library, and then the classroom that the high school is currently using as a library, they'll be able to free that up for another classroom. And right now, there's no classrooms available at the high school, so mm -mm. this will free up. It's not just a, it's not just a gym. It's not just a, a library. It's um, a multi-purpose uh, facility as far as the library goes. It's technology center. We, I think, we're the plan is to have 3D printers and things of that nature in there as well as you know your typical typical uh, customary library. Yeah. But uh, it's going to free up, like you said, uh, the middle school classrooms uh, for students. And currently, Good Hope is the largest middle school in the whole district. That's so right. And we and, need the space. And the Good Hope feeder pattern right now is probably the fastest growing feeder pattern we have yeah. in our district right now. So we've got to create some opportunities for additional classrooms. One of the things with Good Hope that I'm really excited about is uh, we're getting that uh, Good Hope Middle School off the boiler system as well. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is very inefficient. And we're upgrading with Snyder. We're upgrading. We've already upgraded the lighting and we're upgrading the HVAC system. And with this new addition, we'll be able to completely get uh, all of the uh, high school and the middle school off that boiler yeah. system. Yeah. So it's That's really exciting. Great. The teachers and folks that are currently down there now, they've really enjoyed the progress that has been made over the summer till now. So they're, yeah. they're happy with what we've got going. I know for our parents and anybody that's watching, if you've been driving through there, I know yeah. they haven't appreciated the the uh, the, the park, well, not necessarily the parking, but the congestionness of, of the different routes and things yeah. like that. But Well, they, uh, hey, that's good hope folks can be trained like cattle. We, yeah. <laughs> we, know, we can hit our marks and we know if, we, if, we're, if we're past the drop off line at 7:25, we can get to work on time. There you go. But if it's 7:30, we're gonna be late for work. So yeah. it's just uh, part of having a well, old high school built 1969 to now. It's a 5A 
high school. So well, hopefully that's gonna as that construction gets wrapped up, you know, that's gonna clear up a, a whole lot. And down at Hansville right now, we're we're building I think about 16 classrooms and a new lunchroom. Uh, I think more people are excited about the new lunchroom than they are anything because they've had that one lunchroom that's feeding K-12 and those kids have been going to lunch like at 9.45 yeah. and then the latest lunch is starts like at 1.15 and with that new lunchroom they're going to be able to go at regular times. Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, a big topic in Hansville that we've needed it for years and years. and. Uh, it's a, a blessing to be able to get that uh, additional rooms in the lunchroom so kids can eat at a reasonable time yeah. instead of eating lunch for breakfast. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, I, I know the building that they're currently in, they have classrooms in now. It, it's no secret that Coleman County Schools has struggled to keep the mold out of that building. And, and you know, um, we never had the funds to be able to replace that or we've always managed it. And, you know, it was built in our 30s. 30s. And um, one of our, it is our oldest building in Coleman County Schools right now. And, that, and we're excited that we're gonna be able to move those students out of that building into the new classroom. Yes. Uh, going and saying that, the, uh, uh, the community would like to keep part of that old building uh, for additional classrooms. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if it's something where the mobile can't fix, then you know that's why we got the new building. That's right. Uh, and, and there may be, I, you know, uh, I think once we get the other one completed and we get the the kids moved into that one, then we can look at it and say, okay, what part of this building can we keep, or you know, how can we reuse it, or you know, we can make those decisions at a later time. Um, well, one of the hot topics that's coming up on us very quickly is. Uh, as you may or may not know, on, on November the 8th, um, there's a very important vote for Coleman County Schools, and it really could shape the future of Coleman County Schools for several years to come. And, um, and, and that's whether we stay as an appointed superintendent or we go back to an elected superintendent. And many people have asked me, because you do elect your school board, uh, they've been asking, well, what does your board members think about it? So we want to give them an opportunity today to kind of talk about that vote and, and what's their feelings and what's people talking to them about. And uh, either one of y'all want to go first? Well, I, uh, I spoke about this at our community meeting the other night, and I'll probably touch on a lot of the same topics that I talked about. But it, it, obviously it's my opinion, and I have only one vote. But um, being privy to uh, maybe a little more information concerning this specific topic, my opinion is that um, an appointed superintendent is, is clearly the way to go. Now, based on, um, based on those things, I feel like I have a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of reasons, a lot of pros for that, and I think they're pretty obvious, and I think they would be to most people. But my biggest, uh, I wouldn't say uh, fear, but I feel like the system, our board, is going in a great direction. And I feel like it would be pretty easy to derail the progress that we've had, that we've got going on. Um, and I feel like this could possibly do that. Uh, I'd mentioned before where, you know, I've been on the board, this is my fourth year, so I've gone through four capital planning meetings, I've gone through four budgets. Um, and when I first got on this board, we had a very limited number of days and reserves. It was, 
uh, 30s and 40s, something like that. And the state minimum is 30, right? Yeah. So, you know, we were teetering on, you know, some some major things going down. And now we're uh, 110 plus, I guess, uh, in reserves. But we've got a lot of projects. we got a lot of funds in there for projects that are ongoing now. So um, I feel like the board and the superintendent have been uh, good stewards of the money. I feel like that... Um, we've put money where where money needed to be spent. I don't feel like there's a lot of wasteful, you know, spending going on in any direction or any district or campus, but obviously they're, they're, uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but the reality is, is I, I, I would hate to know that, you know, if, if you're at a, an elected position, you're a four-year term, right? So a portion of your four years appears to me now, let me let me say this with a caveat. I've never served under an elected superintendent, so I, I can just imagine what maybe has happened. And, and Kenny has, and he can elaborate on that uh, in a second. But I worry that the vision is is not gonna is not gonna be where it is now if we're in an elected position now. As of right now, Doctor Barnett, before we started shooting this, was showing us plans for CADA, and you know, CAD is one of those places where they have a designated board member, but but oftentimes I, I wonder if we put enough attention toward CADA. In the past, I don't think we did. Now we are. You know, we were talking earlier about trying to build, like a couple of years ago, about trying to build a new uh, technology center. You know, That's it right. was, was if we could have gotten some additional funds, that was going to be our uh, topic. So this superintendent and this board... Uh, understands that you know not every kid is cut out to go to college it wasn't for me that's not my thing so and and I have children I have four I told you so two or three of them yeah college is going to be their route the other two no they need to go learn a tech they need to go learn a trade they need to go into a specific field and my son currently is doing that now so I think that one of the luxuries of having an uh, appointed superintendent is that position would be able to see long-term plans through because he's not having to he or she is not having to go out and campaign for their job um, every three years and is not having to say, "Hey, I need to raise money for my campaign to go buy signs to put up in someone's yard to compete <laughs> against another principal or another community member that's running for this position." So. The, in my opinion, is this is Shane is not our first appointed superintendent. If everybody will remember six or seven years ago, we had another gentleman as our uh, first appointed superintendent. And, you know, I, I don't know the specifics of how that all went down or what all happened, but the way we have it set up now obviously worked in the past, right? Yes. So, and Kenny will elaborate on that more uh, because he was he was here. But the way the thing is designed now with an appointed superintendent, the people still have a voice. The people still have a choice. The people still have the opportunity to put pressure on their board member to have a an appointed superintendent removed from office. So. You really have, and it's proven that, that we can do it, and we have done it in the past, and it's proven that that's the way to go. We're one of the minorities. If we were to switch back to an elected position, we would definitely be in the minority. Now, 
it's okay. I'm in the minority a lot <laughs> on opinions and the way I look at things, but I'm I'm really I'm really passionate about that because I can really see the difference and uh, I can see the opportunity in having it as an uh, an appointed position, and then I can also um, unfortunately see some of the things that might could happen as an elected position. And and I just feel like things are going so good now. I I, I would just hate to see us take a step backwards. So. Yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. Well, I know Billy Coleman when he was superintendent several years ago. He's the one that worked really hard of getting this. He was oh, elected yeah. at the yeah. time, yeah. and he got yes. it changed to appointed. And the reason for that is, you know, there's only two states in the United States right now that have elected superintendents, and there's only 36 school districts in Alabama out of the 138 that are elected. Right. And you know, and when you look at the high achieving school districts most of them are appointed superintendents. And, and a lot of that reason is, kind of like what you just talked about, is um, the board can hire someone and they can say, this is where we want to be. And if they can't get them there, then they can replace them with somebody That's else. Right. Yeah. And, and if you elect them, they're going to be there for four years, yeah. no matter what. Right. And, um, and Kenny, I know that, that you were on the board when it was elected, and now you've been on the board when it was appointed. Um, what do yeah, you like, like I said, we had a, a good, a good person, Billy Coleman, that was elected, but he, he, uh, his feelings was if you want this school to, to go further, you need to go to the appointed because just like you said, you're going to work actually three years and you're going to start campaigning again. Well, it's going to take you a year to, to figure out how to do your job. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. And, and I can see the progress we've made since we went to appointed. And like you said, if uh, the school board, the people has a choice on the school board to put the pressure on. I've always been open. This has been my fourth term as a school board for Hansville and Welty. The board says, hey, this is where we want our schools to be. If that superintendent is appointed, if he ain't getting us there, then the board can, you know, search for other ways to find somebody that can get us there. Yeah. You know, one thing we were, we mentioned it at uh, Good Hope last week, you know, I don't know that people actually realize this because they see you all the time, you know, right. and they, and you are the, you know, the, the figurehead of our, of our school. But at the end of the day, you do answer to the board. That's if right. the board has a problem, uh, and we talk, I mean, you know, we, we talk uh, and we share, you know, hey, I got this going on at Good Hope. I got this at Hansville, Holly Pond or whatever. And you know we we try to we try to come to um, the best decision of what we can come up with to handle. But at the end of the day, if if someone is putting pressure on Kenny at the uh, in his community about the superintendent, well, I'm going to know about it, and our other representatives are going to know about it. And if it becomes a problem everywhere we go, then you know obviously something's going to be addressed. And I don't think people actually realize that they have the power that they are wanting to have already so if you if you don't like the the direction we're going and yeah, maybe you ought to look at your board replacing your board member um, because the reality is their their board is is the one that drives the bus anyway yeah. so well I, I think it was at your community meeting that you had mentioned uh, that kind of that same thing you know if um, you need to be communicating to your board member because that's who you elect from the local school district. Um, but, I, but I think you had said something about, you know, uh, either get that board member out 
or even run for board members. That's right. That's I mean, right. Because yeah. anybody can run for board member. Absolutely. Anybody. Yeah. And, and another thing, I you know, I'd like to, you know, with, on our first uh, appointed superintendent, uh, the board, majority of the board felt like he was not taking our school in the direction we wanted to go. Uh, so we, we had a talk and uh, he chose to, to resign. Uh, and we went in different directions and you've done a super great job with well, our school system. I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, if people in the community just goes out and rides around to all of our schools, they can see what all we've done since, you know, we mm -hmm. went to a point where, in my opinion, this is my opinion, just like Kerry said, I'm just one vote, but uh, I've always felt like an uh, uh, elected superintendent, you, we got two of the bigger schools that's got the bigger voting area. That's where the schools is going to get the most attention because that's got your most votes. You got Hansville, Holly Pond, Cold Springs, they've always felt like they got left out. Uh, if people in Hansville can't see all the good things we're doing at Hansville, um, maybe they need to get them another school board member. <laughs> well, I, I think we would all agree one of the things that we've done, since, especially since we've been having an appointed superintendent and, and an elected board, we are doing stuff on every single campus. Yeah. Uh, never, you know, a lot of people might see our board meetings and they think they see how fast they are, and, and but really that's just where we come and approve things. But we have discussions on a continuous basis all the time. Um, I, I don't think any of us have, have talked about making any kind of political decisions. We we talk about what's best for kids yeah. all, the time. It's, all the time. That's what it all comes down to. And mm -hmm. I would hate to know that we were in a meeting to where we had to lobby for something for our school to give on something that was wasteful. Yeah. In other words, if I need this product at Good Hope, I would hate to know that the only way I can get that passed is to have to give up something or anyway throw good money at something bad yeah. on another at another not and, another county. And I don't think we've situation. had that issue at all. I um, really don't. No, we uh, we're taking care of kids, whether those kids live at Cold Springs or Holly Pond or Hansville or Good Hope or West Point or, or wherever they may live. Um, we're taking care of our needs, and, and you can see that um, across our district. There's there's construction and there's things happening everywhere, and we're we're really excited about that. Uh, I'll tell you, <clears throat> and I've mentioned this at every uh, community meeting I think that I've been to so far. We've done five so far, and I think we have four more remaining. So be sure and find when your community meeting is. If you haven't attended one, I, I want to encourage you to do that. We also are live streaming them. If you can't come out, you can watch them online. Um, but one of the things that I try to tell everybody when this vote, when it, this discussion comes up toward the end of our meeting every time, and, and I tell people it's not about Shane Barnett. And I hope that my grandchildren are going to this school system one day. And whether that be, I, I hope it's a few years from now, but if it's five or 10 years from now, I hope then whoever those board members are, maybe it'll still be you guys, but uh, I'm sure I won't be the superintendent 10 years from now, but I hope that we can still hire the best person for the job, not the popular person for the job, but the best person for the job that will get us where we want to be on our strategic plan. And if they're not doing the job, I hope we do put the pressure on our board to remove them from office and hire another person that'll get us where we need to be. That's right. Well, we've, I, I feel like we've had a good run. I know from, you know, just Kenny mentioned it, you know, the first year I was on the board, I was, it was just like taking a 
drink from a fire hose. I mean, it. I didn't know what was going on. It took it took a good year to get my legs under me, and I know that as superintendent, you've you've got just you've got much other things to worry about in addition to what the board has to worry about. So, uh, from the little things, and one thing I'll say about Shane is. He is, uh, I think he's really good at, at doing anything anybody else would do. So in other words, there's no job beneath him. Um, you know, I feel like when he goes out to the schools, uh, he's he's not just there for one pointed, you know, disciplinary issue or whatever. He's there to do the whole gamut. So he's, yeah, I, I applaud him for, for what he does and how he does it in the time that he has. But I feel like we've had a lot of success and, you know, as an uh, again, as an elected uh, position, there's a year of just seasoning and trying to figure out, you know, where do I go and how do I do it, and then you may have two years before you have to start, you know, campaigning to do something. So I feel like that's just derailing our plans. That's derailing the progress that, that, that the forward thinking that we've had over the last four years, or actually longer than that. I just know what I can account for, and that's four years of it. But. I, I would just hate to see us take a step back. And I, I just feel like that's what it would be. But, you know, either way, it, it'll be what it'll be. And I know as a as a citizen of Coleman County, yeah, I, I want to have say-so in everything that I possibly can have say-so in. But I guess my message to anybody that wants to listen to this is you already have that say-so. You just don't realize it. You can, you can remove an appointed superintendent far easier than you could an elected superintendent. Um, you've got four years that you're you're going to be married to an elected superintendent if you put them in office, and um, that's not the case with an appointment. Uh, going back, to, uh, and like I said, it's just my opinion, if we go, if the people vote and everybody's got a right to their vote, if you go back to elected, I think Coleman County will take a step backwards. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we're really excited that uh, we look back at some of our numbers from the time that we were, before we were elected to, to now being appointed. But over the last six years, you know, we've, we've gone from having a graduation rate in the low 80s to now we're in the mid 90s consistently. And, uh, and several things are like that. And I think with that, it's not just me. It's, I've, I've hired well, but we've got a good team of educators and good good team of leaders out in our schools, and our teachers are working really hard. But we had a vision. We never had a strategic plan before we had an appointed superintendent. And, and one reason for that is uh, not many of them were there longer than three or four years. Yeah. So they didn't have time to put yeah. together a strategic plan. But but once we, we got a plan and we know where we want to be and we're working toward that, we're seeing some great things come about and we're creating more opportunities for young people. And that's something that I, that I take a lot of pride in. We just want to give, have our kids to have as many opportunities as they possibly can when they graduate from one of our schools. And um, we're excited about that. And just in case people don't know, on the ballot on November the 8th, it'll, it's a little tricky. It says, some, it says like... Um, do you want to elect the Coleman County School Superintendent for the next four years? Well, I had one gentleman talk to me at a gas station one day, and he said, yeah, he said, I'm going to vote yes because I want to keep you for four years. I said, well, that's not about Shane Barnett. The, the thing is, if you vote yes, it's going to change us back to elected to what we were. If you vote no, we stay appointed, and that allows your board to hire and fire, if need be, 
whoever the best person is to lead our school system. And uh, I appreciate you both being on with us today. And uh, I hope today's been informative. Um, if uh, I only encourage everyone to come out to our community meetings if you haven't attended one or to watch them online. And, but thank you for watching today.